0: can't believe you want me to speak for free. Free as in free 99 freemium five finger discounts speak out of generosity kind of free. I'm still trying to process your total disregard for my speaker fee. I guess you never heard the statement that there's no such thing as a free lunch because ain't no way I'm putting in all this prep work and practice just to get publicity. See folks love to use the This is great exposure for you. As if I don't have a Twitter account, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and all the things. Respectfully, I can get more exposure from doing a TikTok dance challenge routine. I got bills to pay. And what we aren't gonna do on today is come up with every reason in the book that you can't compensate me for my time and my talent. I don't know, maybe I missed the memo. Because last time I checked, the Emancipation Proclamation was signed in America in 1863. So your ask for free labor is why it's going to have to be a no for me. You name me one profession where you would have the audacity to ask them to provide work at no cost. Would you ask a plumber to come fix a broken pipe for free? Would you ask a locksmith to change a lock without paying for the new master key? Exactly. Exactly. Which is why I'm trying to figure out where you've acquired so much audacity to come at me so willy-nilly and carefree with your we shall pay you in publicity decree. I am a professional. I've been speaking to audiences since the age of five when I first acted in a school play. So forgive me if I don't play the game of free giveaways you have to understand that being a professional speaker is my pathway to sharing my wealth and knowledge while simultaneously setting myself up to receive wealth. And if you've taken offense to my lecture, guess what the feeling is mutual. Because one thing I've learned about other folks trying to determine my worth is that there is not there is not a single person on the planet who can determine my worth. I am a professional. My speeches move, my speeches transform, my speeches inspire. My speeches are carefully crafted because this is my craft. So before I leave, I ask respectfully that you begin to show professional speakers the same respect you show a paid employee. I, sir, do not and will not speak for free. Oh! my
1: <laughs> baby okay let me get let me let me let me pull myself together ah. y'all welcome to mj and the word podcast
0: i am mj
1: and i think i'm the word i, I think she the word today <laughs> y'all. i am the word bj word to be exact y'all this is the fire we are coming with in season to yes, trigger ma'am. warning for every episode, okay? All right? Because we 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 we're, we're here. Period. We
0: here. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you it was personal. I'm a be all the way 100 with you all. I wrote that for every person who does speaking engagements, um, you know, professionally, who who has been asked, "Oh, can you speak for free? Uh we'll give you publicity." You know, a lot of us already have a following. A lot of us already have publicity. A lot of us already have that. So we need to, you know, this is our jobs. This is how we eat. This is our bread and butter. So yes. after a while, it becomes exploitation. To me. Yes. Like, okay, yes. you're trying to exploit me for free labor. Yes. Mind you, it takes hours sometimes to prepare these presentations yes. or whatever it may be. It could be like even spoken word. Yes. It could be uh, a presentation. It can be a workshop. It can be a keynote. It, it, it is insane to me that yes. folks will pay any other professional yes and not complain about it like okay we know we have to pay a plumber right. you know I used a plumber example or a locksmith or but any professional right it's no question but when it comes to professional speakers it's like well you know this is going to be great exposure for you right you know <laughs> what <laughs>
1: You said (laughs) so much in that piece. I almost don't even know where to begin because you just hit on so many different things. But I think I'm going to start with something that you just mentioned about the time that goes into putting a piece together, whether it's a spoken word piece or putting a keynote together or sitting on a panel or, or joining a podcast, whatever it is. It takes time it to to put that together and I think that people don't understand that and some folks don't want to understand it, okay? But when you're good at it and you have a natural God-given gift, um yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna look very polished. I'm gonna look you know flawless mm-hmm. up on the on the stage. I'm gonna I'm gonna sound great when I'm doing my spoken word piece. When I come to do my keynote, it's supposed to sound good and effortless, right? That's how it looks. That's the magic of it all. Okay, that's the illusion part that mm-hmm. that this was no problem for me to do. But you didn't see the blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> okay, leading up to it, you didn't see the years of. Of things that we had to go through not just the talent part but the professional the, the personal development right. that has to take place in you before god will even trust you up in front of an audience mm. of people okay we have been through there we yes. have a lot of people who have a message who are speakers in any way have been taken down through there in their lives because we have to be able to be trusted with the hearts and minds of other people and then yes. you want to sit up here and, and
0: not pay me? I mean, are you serious? Come on. It's insulting. It's so insulting. And one thing that you just said that I really want to emphasize is the development piece. There are so many professional speakers who have spent thousands of dollars being a part of different organizations i think like NSA National Speakers Association they're part mm-hmm. of bureaus mm-hmm. they're you know practicing you got people doing improv all types of stuff just mm-hmm. to you know get good at mm-hmm. speaking in front of an audience um and it, it's just like seriously but it, and i'm going to go here and um yeah cuz you know this is go, this what we do but when i look at pay equity Mm-hmm. We going we gonna come at it from this angle, just really quick, because I <laughs> I'd be remiss if I didn't bring right. this up. People are cool with you know paying Tony Robbins what a hundred thousand, right? <laughs> you know fifty thousand, right. whatever, right? Um, but I, when I look at the lack of women. Mm-hmm who are professional speakers who are getting compensated Mm -hmm. at that rate. And especially black women, the Mm -hmm. only professional speaker that I can think of that comes up right away is Lisa Nichols. Mm -hmm. Like she's Mm -hmm. made it to that level where she's getting 50, maybe even a hundred plus. I don't know how much she makes for her keynotes and stuff, but people are much more likely to pay male speakers Mm -hmm. much more too. And and Mm -hmm. that is a problem. And I'm like, y'all need to start respecting women in this space. Right. And paying us and compensating us at the same rate that you would a man. Absolutely, absolutely. And and
1: here's one of the biggest reasons I have a problem with right there where you just spoke, is because it's not that you don't see my worth. Mm-hmm. That's not it. Because if you didn't see my worth, you wouldn't invite me to come speak in the first exactly. place. They want what you have to offer they know you can move a crowd they know you can motivate people they know the people gonna come to hear you You, they know you're gonna be good they know that when they put your name up there and you have something to say that you are going to get the job done the objectives and goals are going to be met they know that so Mm -hmm. it's like you know my worth you know my value you just hope I don't Mm -hmm. and that's a problem for me that's it you don't want me to know what I'm worth. You, you want to sh- uh, shaft me, okay? And, for, and and it'll play me like I'm stupid. And it's like, what makes you think that, you know, and in, in a lot of ways, people get away with it um, when you're insecure. And that's something that I'm still working through and growing past is asking for my fee and being told no by some folks you Mm -hmm. know but even in my own mind because you can start to internalize those external messages of am i worth this you know do i have a right to ask for this honey if you weren't worth it they wouldn't even be calling you to come in the first place they could call somebody else so they want what you have um but it's less like they don't want to pay for what you have
0: and that's not gonna fly it's not it's not gonna fly and you know what starting out I did do quite a few free speaking engagements. I did. Just because I was working my way up, trying to build more credibility. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know, in some ways it was my first time doing certain topics and mm-hmm. stuff so I was like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, let me let me perfect this. Mm-hmm. Let me get better at this and mm-hmm. how to connect with the audience. But when people have been in the game doing it for a while, you know, doing it professionally, yes. And you still feel like, "Oh, well, we're going to pay you" We're we this is good exposure, like it's insulting. Yes, it's so <laughs> insulting. It's like you know, I, you know, respectfully, I can't pay my bills with exposure. Right, that's exactly. what I said. Like exposure is great, but I already have a you know connection with a lot of audience right. members. I've already spoken at different um, conferences. Right. I, I do a lot of concurrent sessions, served on panels after a while it's like okay exposure that ain't right. that ain't gonna do it it's not gonna cut it and let's talk about
1: what exposure is and what it's not mm. don't talk to me about exposure okay I don't want to hear it. Don't tell me that you want me to come and it's going to be some good exposure and I get here and it's 10 people in this audience <laughs> and, you know, seven of them are not even in my target audience. You right. just randomly ask me. One person is paying attention and two people are kids. Okay, that's <laughs> not exposure. That That's right. just not. That's just you need something for free. And I think that I would be better able to handle people if they would just be honest just come at me direct you really need me you really want a speaker you really want it to be me and you don't have any money just say that up front and let me make a, a decision for myself don't tell me about exposure when you know you haven't even done the work to build the audience For me to come. Mm -hmm. Exposed to what? All all I'm being exposed to is wasting my gas, okay? (laughs) I'm being exposed to discouragement because these people are not even listening to me, not even paying attention, you know? Or or if they are, they're not people that I can build upon in any way, shape, form, or fashion, you know? So what are you exposing me to? Mm -hmm. Uh, Being tired and weary and worn? I can do that on my own. I don't need that. I don't need that. So I think people need to take that word out of their vocabulary unless they are actually people who have influence, Mm -hmm. you know, because there are those times where you might speak for free at something and it is going to be actual exposure because you can get clients from that. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so (laughs) I think that's something people don't understand. Exposure to me means that I have the opportunity to profit from this in some way. I have the opportunity to build a network. I have the opportunity to build a client base, from coming here that's exposure. Otherwise it's just volunteerism and just stop it. Just yeah, call it that.
0: Exactly. And I'm glad you touched on the the connection between speaking and making sure that you're speaking to your ideal target audience where you could potentially gain mm-hmm. from it. If you're doing something for free. And I, d- I like I I do free speaking engagements occasionally. I want to be really clear like mm-hmm. I don't not do them at all, but mm-hmm. Um, it depends on the circumstance. So Mm -hmm. if it's a concurrent session at a conference, usually Mm -hmm. they're not going to compensate their session speakers, Mm -hmm. only the keynote. Right. But if I know, all right, I have folks here that I know um, I could potentially work with after this. Right. Or if I really do feel like, all right, this is an audience that I actually want to connect with. Mm -hmm. Maybe I haven't worked with this group before, but Mm -hmm. I want to now. Mm -hmm. Then yes, I would Mm -hmm. consider it. And that's what I want people to think about. Like when they, Uh, start doing speaking engagement and let's say they're new to doing it like let's say they're this their first time getting out there then yes maybe starting out you might have to do some for free Mm -hmm. but eventually I want you to start looking at what other speakers are making right look like compare and say like okay am I devaluing my worth and my craft by not having a rate that's similar to what's in the market like because I can tell you (laughs) <laughs> I looked it up, and I've seen what like, some speakers get paid, especially the white men yeah. in particular. Uh-huh. I'm just like, wow. wow. Yeah, yeah. He got paid $15,000 for that. Mm-hmm. And I know this lady over here probably did not get compensated the same. Exactly. So you have to you have to really look at the market too, and look at mm-hmm. and see what people are making for you speaking engagement.
1: Absolutely. And I think that is that is so important to touch on too, because it's like you know what? I can't blame that white man for getting paid fifteen grand. You know why he got paid that fifteen grand? Because he asked for it. Because he asked for he it. He demanded it. He mm-hmm. said, "This is how much it cost." Mm-hmm. Period. And so that's why he walked away with that check, you know. (laughs) And so uh, there, there is, you know, there is that part of people asking you for free, but then there's that part of you accepting it for free for so long. And for Mm -hmm. you, like I said, having that internal insecurity of you know, do I say this, do Mm -hmm. I, do I, do I speak up? And if you don't, I mean, who's going to just volunteer to pay you $15,000, who's going to just volunteer to pay you $2,000. At some point you have to believe in yourself enough to ask for what it is that you want. And, and to people who are struggling with that, you know, like I said, it's something I'm getting through myself, but I just want to touch on something that you even said in the spoken word piece and to anyone out there who's a speaker, most of us who were designed to do this, we literally have been doing it our whole lives. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. you said, you've been doing it since you were five. And when you when you put that in the poem, I remember um, being in elementary school. I was in kindergarten the first time I gave in the speech was in front of the whole school, K through six, mm-hmm. you know. And I can remember doing it again in the first grade. And it's like they they would call on me for that. And I can remember my mom saying that one of the things I had to speak at, there were so many lines that they put everything on cue cards for me. Mm-hmm. And she said she was sitting there so nervous, hoping that I didn't drop all those index cards because it was a big, thick stack. And I did it. And so, you know, and both of us being raised, college, you know, when you raise up in a church, <laughs> if they see you got a little talent at something, yeah. you're going to be up all the time speaking at this or that or the other. And so this has been polished over time and i want that message to be out there for anyone else who's a speaker nine times out of ten you have been doing this your whole life if you Mm -hmm. really think about it you've been getting up in front of people from the time they was making you say your easter speech okay (laughs) and doing it over and over and over so i think there's that fear am i ready am i really worth it yes to anybody asking themselves that question Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes
0: you are ready yes you are worth it because You've been doing this forever. Yes, exactly. And you know what? One thing, too, I want people to think about as they position themselves of saying, like, okay, this is how long I've been doing that. Think about all of that experience. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes we only think about, like, okay, this is how many speeches I've done at a, a conference, mm-hmm. or, you know, you're mm-hmm. calculating that. But me, I started going back. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I was doing uh, a little bit of acting in high school. Mm-hmm. I've done this. Mm-hmm. I've done that. You know, like, I have that stage presence i Mm -hmm. know how to draw people in use all of that Mm -hmm. like you know set yourself up as someone who is has has been doing this yes like for a long time because you have right and it doesn't have to be like in traditional forms of like you know being a keynote or something like right there's so many different ways that you can market yourself and show people, like, I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this a long time. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. And and here's why I think both of us can really, you know, um, stand ten toes in this, okay? And I want people to understand why we even are, are broaching this topic. When you ask MJ to come and speak somewhere, you are not just paying MJ. Mm. You are paying for that PhD that MJ <laughs> put her, her – time her money her blood her sweat her tears on the line to get you are paying for every experience that mj has gone through in her life in her career okay in D-I, dei you are paying for the fact that mj has been discriminated against in different times in her life and she had to overcome those challenges that's what you're paying for don't when you ask bj word to come and speak about whatever mental health motivate the crowd or whatever yes listen you are paying for that master's degree you are paying for the fact that I have to keep up this license you know Mm -hmm. and I have to renew it and I have to pay for that you are paying for the fact that I've been suicidal and have overcome it I've been depressed I've had panic attacks and anxiety disorder and have fought through the challenges so when I say pay me I mean that I'm not playing because this is my experience that i'm giving you this is my Mm -hmm. life that i can put into this and the audience can feel that and that's what makes the difference it's not just about you knowing a whole bunch of stuff about dei anybody can read that but it's the fact that you've lived it Mm -hmm. and so when i hand you my fee okay uh it's the fact that i've lived this and Mm -hmm. that is what makes the difference to the audiences that we speak to so it's rude It is rude for you to look at my life and to know all of that what I bring to the table, and then sit up there and don't even
0: want to give me a gas card for coming over here. You know, you lost your mind. You better figure out a way to pay me. (laughs) (laughs) And the thing about it, here's the thing: anybody who does event planning or event strategy, they know that your speakers are the ones that really draw in the crowd. People. Mm before a lot of times they even sign up for an event, they'll look at the speaker list and be Mm -hmm. like, okay, what's the topics? Mm -hmm. Even if they don't know the speaker, they're looking at the topics Mm -hmm. and description and they're like, oh, this seems interesting. Mm -hmm. I've never heard of her, but I really want to go because of this. Mm -hmm. So your audience is coming, not just, you know, a lot of times just to, you know, hang out like right. they, they're coming to get information they want to learn they mm-hmm. want to gain something out of it mm-hmm. and your speakers especially usually your keynote is going to be somebody who's really well known they're the ones who are pulling in those folks the they're drawing the crowd exactly so to to not compensate the people the experts the professionals <laughs> who are bringing in the crowd to me, I just, I can't even understand it. And one one thing, other thing, you know, I mentioned, like I said, the plumber and the locksmith. Mm-hmm. Why is it that people feel like professional speakers are not deserving of compensation the way another professional is? Right. And not all people, you know, there's lots of people out there who, who pay speakers fairly. And I think about talented artists too. you know, they do little gigs like mm-hmm. musicians and stuff like that. But why is it that... You wouldn't do that to a lawyer, or you wouldn't right. say that to a doctor. Right. You would say, hey, can you do this pro bono? You know, most doctors' right. offices, there, there are doctors and lawyers who do stuff pro bono, but they got bills to pay. Right. You know, it's just certain professions like you would never even – question it you would never even be like hey can you do this free right can I come see I need an appointment to look at ENT I need you to look down my throat but I'm not gonna pay like can you
1: just do it for free
0: can you can do my hair and nails and all that for right for free yeah it is
1: it is it is insane and I I think it kind of goes back to something I said you know at the beginning I think we make it look easy when we're up there and so I think People have it in their head that it is that we can just get up and just go for it, and it's it, it's a whole lot of training that goes into mm-hmm. being able to stand up there in front of a crowd of people. But um, I have no idea. That is the weirdest thing to me. How people pick and choose what they are willing to pay for and then turn around and ask somebody else to have the unmitigated gall to ask somebody else for something for free. Knowing you would never walk into Macy's and you wouldn't even ask them to discount the outfit. Mm -hmm. Okay. You're going (laughs) to look at it. You're going to scan it to see how much it costs. You're going to go up there to that register and you're going to pay for it. And so it's like with speakers, you know, we have to negotiate and do so much haggling and going back and mm-hmm. forth. And if you know that you just don't have it, then maybe you need to do something else. You mm-hmm. know, and the the thing that gets me is that some people have that attitude, of that mindset of not wanting to pay the speakers, but they're charging uh, folks to get in. It's, it's not a part. free event.
0: That part. That's y- it.
1: You just charged $150 a ticket and you got a room full of people and then you're asking your speakers to speak for free. And there's no exposure behind it. Come on, dude. No, that just, that is just weird to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. There there are people like like we both said. There are people I can think of that I know right now. If they asked me to come speak somewhere for free, I would mm-hmm. because I know what that's going to do. For me, it's right. reciprocal. Okay, I want to call names, but I don't want to I want throw nobody out there. But there are some <laughs> folks, you know, some major event planners uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> around here that you know that their event, if you speak at their event, it's like they're lifting you up. That's a platform that right. that, that person is giving you, and it's an opportunity. But some of these things, it's not. It's it not an not. opportunity at all. It's and not. the least you could do is, is compensate me for my
0: gas yes at, at a minimum and i want to go back to something i said and i know i'll probably ruffle some feathers with this one and um you know <laughs> we're, we're we're not we're not opposed to ruffling feathers when <laughs> necessary but i talked about the emancipation proclamation mm-hmm. and said you know we're beyond free labor at this point mm-hmm. and even just this is specifically for black speakers mm-hmm. i think there are times that we have to stop and sit back and assess whether or not we are being exploited.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: And if somebody is trying to c- exploit us, and I see it happen all the time, not just with speaking, but just, you know, different jobs, you know, they'll they'll overload you and be like, oh, lead this committee, do this, do that. Mm-hmm. And they're not being compensated for right. that additional work. Right. And so there is this mindset yeah, amongst a lot of folks in this country that, you know, oh, they can do it right, free of no or little to no cost. Uh-huh. There, there, there is a problem with that. It I is. have a problem with that. I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. Exactly. <laughs> if you're willing to compensate him. Mm-hmm. Tony Robbins or, you know, and of course, I know we're not at Tony Robbins level. He's, you know, but, you know, we could be one day. Right. But if you're willing to compensate this person over here Mm -hmm. this much, but then you see a black woman walk in this room and Mm -hmm. you're like, well, you know, we could probably throw her $200. Yeah, absolutely. That that is a problem. That is
1: insane and and it's it's no shade to tony robbins you know yeah. he, he's worked to he get where he is he's yes. worked for his name so you know it's like i said I, i'm not there's no hate uh mm-hmm. there at all but you're absolutely right because where is the what's up with the discrepancy here like why is there <laughs> such a huge difference and when the person who is doing the pain knows what they're doing Yes. You know what I'm saying? I have an issue with that. I've actually seen that happen, and actually, it was a white lady that was talking about this, and somebody ended up pulling her to the side, saying, "You know what? You could have got. We paid these two male speakers twice what you mm. um, what we paid yeah. you. You could have gotten more had you negotiated. And as you said, this was what my fee was. You you probably could have gotten more money. So it's a it's a problem on both sides because you yeah. have to you know, believe in yourself enough and have enough confidence and enough security in yourself. You have to be secure enough to know when you're being exploited and to say no and to turn some things down and to reject some things or to go back and say, no, I'm not going to do it. That's one side of the coin. But then there's that other side of the coin where it's like, dude, why are you taking advantage of people just because you can Right. You know, what is with this profit over people attitude that we have so bad (laughs) in the U.S.? And it's like, if you know... Um, I guess that's business, you know, but to me, that's not good business. Mm-hmm. If you know that, uh, well, I'm paying these two male speakers this amount of money, but, uh, we, go, you know, this woman is going to do the same amount of work. Um, We're going to just see if we can hand her less. That's shady. But, you know, in in all honesty, that happens so much in so it many does. different industries it all does. across the board where, you know, you hire. That happened to me before on a job. I had the same credentials I had the same, you know, this was some many years ago, same credentials as this guy. I think my licensure was even higher than his, and I got hired on after him, and they hired me to do the exact same job. I was doing it better. I was working harder, and I found out later that I was getting paid uh, less money mm. to do the same job. Yeah. But you know where the problem came in? Um, I was desperate to get the job in the first place.
0: Yeah that Mm -hmm. that's that's that's
1: an issue so I didn't even negotiate my salary when they offered me whatever I just went ahead and took it
0: yeah and can we go to the desperation Mm -hmm. piece because sometimes we get so caught up in trying to just get our name out there we're trying to build up our brand Mm -hmm. we want to just get a job and get a check that we allow our desperation to get the better of us, right? Mm -hmm. So we're like, okay, I really want to become a speaker. I really want to. So I know they're only going to pay me this. They're only going to give me $150, so I'm just going to take it. Mm -hmm. So it's better than nothing. Right. And I want us to totally eliminate that mindset Mm -hmm. of something is better than nothing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. Because when you set that precedent, and, and people talk. You got to understand, like, this event planner talks to this event planner. Mm-hmm. People, there are a lot of folks who in in the industry who are connected. Mm-hmm. And once they hear, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I only had to pay her 150 Oh, okay, right. that's that's her rate? That's all she's charging f- to, for speaking engagements? Cool, I'm going to reach out to her. And, and so now you have this, this rate that's out there that people assume that that's going to be your fee mm-hmm. for any speaking engagement. Mm-hmm. And so you don't want to lowball yourself that much. Uh, and like BJ said, that's within any, any industry. Like mm-hmm. you got to be really mindful of, okay, what is a competitive rate? Am I lowballing myself? Right. If I allow this. Exactly. And you, you
1: have to have that mindset though, you know, and I honestly, I think a lot of white men just, they get it right. They, mm. they have this mindset already of, I know what I'm bringing to the table. And even if I don't bring anything, I'm going to pretend I do. <laughs> so I'm going to talk big. I'm going to talk tough. I'm going to walk heavy so that you, you know, are going to feel like you need to pay me. I'm mm-hmm. going to put on the the best confidence act ever. Like I know what I'm talking about, you know, because if you don't have that in your mind, you will lowball yourself you if will. you feel like, and that's with any job that you're trying to get. If you go in there like these people are doing you a favor mm-hmm. by even interviewing you, you are putting yourself subject to being lowball. Period. And and I, as it goes back to what I said before they know your value they know your worth they hope you don't so that Mm -hmm. you will not go negotiate at all they just hope that you don't know and we talked about you know some of those discrepancies and disparities and i get white privilege is a thing but then also i have seen some of the sometimes the confidence of white men who Mm -hmm. can sell somebody anything all right and you go back to somebody like you know some notorious folks just hitler comes to mind Mm. who sold all of these people on the idea that you need to be blonde hair blue-eyed and that's what's better and he was neither okay (laughs) what how how did you do that how did you make everybody believe that you were it and your words were the words that they needed to listen to even though you weren't living by them and i'm not saying that you you know we need to be cruel and evil like hitler that's not what i'm saying at all but i am saying that those of us who do have talent who do have a god of purpose and who who are called to this thing and who are able to make changes we need to stop playing so low we need to stop shrinking back because when you when you don't value yourself and you shrink back and you act like well i'm not worth it how can anybody else to to act like that, you know. I'm preaching to myself right now. The price <laughs> just went up, right? That's okay, how <laughs> price just went up because I know what I bring. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And so many times I've gone to different places, like you know, back to what you were saying earlier about the speaker kind of being the one to bring people in, mm-hmm. folks will see my name on something or know I'm coming to something and they may not even know me and they'll go check my social media. Right. Oh, her videos. Oh my gosh. She oh yes, I need to hear more of this. And so just because of that, they will come to the event, you uh-huh. know? And it's like, you know, I just really need to start um viewing myself the way that other people view
0: me. Yes. Oh, that's powerful too. Mm. And sometimes we don't always sit back and assess how much we've done in a yes, space. That's right. Uh, my, one of my mentors, her name is Dr. Avis, and she always say, like, black women in particular, we we have to start having that same confidence mm-hmm. as our white male counterparts. Yes, like, we do. And, and, and in particular, one thing she says, you got to come in with that, I'm Rick James. attitude, yes. Like, I'm Rick James! You know? <laughs> <laughs> but come in with that attitude of, this is who I am. This is mm-hmm. what I bring to the table. And mm-hmm. a lot of it, I think, does boil down to confidence Yes, and being self-assured mm-hmm. and really knowing what you bring to the table. Mm-hmm. You have to be really, really centered and yes. sure about what you bring. Right. Because, you know, you don't want to be shaken either when right. you're like, well, my rate is 5000 like, right. you want my rate is 5000 mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm.
0: I mm-hmm. This is my rate. Yeah. You want to be confident and right. sure of yourself because that confidence is what's gonna get them to sign the right. agreement too. Right? Because if they feel like, well, she don't even, she's not even sure that she, she, you know, going on, yeah, maybe maybe we, we could still talk her down. Right. Let's talk her down to three thousand. Mm-hmm. But when they see you are standing firm mm-hmm. and this is my rate, mm-hmm. this is what I bring this is a type of audience mm-hmm. that my speeches have attracted mm-hmm. then they're more likely to pay you what you're absolutely. worth
1: absolutely absolutely and you know MJ you bring up such a um, that point about you know we're talking about that confidence and being sure of yourself and it's it's really just a sad reality that as black women um, as black people in general we haven't been taught that yeah our history says in this country at least says take whatever you can get and you better be happy and smile about it Mm. okay i'm giving you these little shabby rags to put on uh you know this sackcloth to put on i'm giving you the scraps left over from the table you better be thankful that that's what you have that's that's in us that was taught to us here you know and it's unfortunate but it's been passed down uh even in, in in our own families mm-hmm. you know just you know whatever you, whatever is handed to you don't you, you know you don't ask for anymore you don't demand anymore and so a lot of us are learning that yeah. on our own we're having to learn it on our own and oh i'm about to go right here i'm about to go here do it, do because it. a lot of of that n- oh nonsense <laughs> is the word that came up so that's the word i said okay a lot of that nonsense of shrinking back, of not um, demanding more, of not standing up asking for anything, a lot of that was taught to us in the church. Mm. Oh, Jesus, (laughs) I said it, I said it. It it, it was taught to us in the black church, okay? And uh, (laughs) it is unfortunate, but a lot of us, that was our first place of being exploited as speakers Mm. or as a musician or as a whatever it is your gift is as a preacher whatever your talent is a lot of times the first the first places of exploitation happen in god's house yeah in the church and uh so i think there's it causes a struggle to separate that mindset right because we thought that that was right Mm -hmm. that was right (laughs) <laughs> that's what they were telling us you know and they will bounce you around from church to church to church throughout the city and not give you a dime
0: yeah all
1: right and act like it's okay to do and I mean come on man I know musicians right now some of them still waiting on their check and they've gone and given their time and their talent and their whatever to the church and they don't pay them yeah. so and, and you know so when you think about uh and that's a integral part of any black church usually is the music ministry right Mm -hmm. and so when you think about speakers how much more so do you know how many times that's happened to me to the point where i'm surprised and shocked when somebody uh asked me to come and speak at a church or something and they actually give me something afterwards like i'm usually in a puddle of tears because it often does not happen
0: it doesn't and
1: It's no exposure either. Okay, now it's one thing. If Bishop T.D. Jakes call me tomorrow and says, I want you to come do spoken word. Sir, I'm on the plane. (laughs) I'm on the plane. Call me (laughs) from the plane, okay? Because I'm already, that's different because that's going to turn into so much more. You know, same thing with my bishop in Atlanta, Bishop Brunner. Yeah, I'm coming. Absolutely. (laughs) This is 10,000 people that he's in the past has given me the opportunity to get up in front of. But when you're over here with a different type of audience, and you got the whole mother's board frowning at you because they don't even want to hear your spoken word. or <laughs> they not even listening to what you're saying about mental health or whatever? And then they don't compensate you in any way, shape, form or fashion. I feel like that is detrimental and that breeds an insecurity in you that you're taught, mm-hmm. you know, from such an early age. And then you got to get grown and now try to divorce yourself from the thinking that you were taught right there in church yeah
0: no i'm glad you went there i'm glad you did because a lot of times too with the church in particular and and, you know we're we're active in our churches and we pray and we we are christian women um but a lot of time in the churches i notice there's this service 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 Mm -hmm. service Mm -hmm. mentality Mm -hmm. and when i say service i don't mean like um coming to a 10 o'clock service or or the time of the 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 session but Mm -hmm. i mean like service as in giving, giving, yes, giving, working. And, uh, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It gets to the point where too, a lot of times some folks will even guilt you if you're not giving all of your time and talent to a certain cause or to a certain initiative yes, or helping with the building fund or, or you know, yes. whatever it may be. Um, and so it is learned. Yes, It is learned. I know I definitely learned that. Growing Mm -hmm. up, because we always had something where I was like, oh, you can do this, help Mm -hmm. on this, do Mm -hmm. this work, help with this. Um, And I do think that we have to think about, like, where we learn this behavior, Mm -hmm. too, so that we can unlearn it. Like, we can unlearn advocating for ourselves and say, you know what, no, I can't keep doing this for free. Like, I have to get paid for this. I put in a lot of time and effort Mm -hmm. for it. Mm -hmm. So once you unlearn those behaviors and figure out exactly where it came from. Yes. Where 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 did, where did this become normalized for you? When when did you see this growing up? And when you pinpoint that, then you can say, okay, I know this is the root cause of it or one of the root causes. Now I can do some work on me and yes. build that confidence to say, okay. Yes. In the past, I did a bunch of speaking mm-hmm. and music engagements for free, but now I'm in a place where I know that I can get compensated for my work and I right. deserve to.
1: Absolutely. And you know what What you just said reminded me of this book. Um, I've actually finished it, and now I'm doing the study portion of it, Uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Oh, my goodness. And so many of us (laughs) – he talks about the difference between being broke and being poor, mm. and how idea. being broke is a temporary thing. Mm-hmm. Anybody can experience that, but being poor is more of an e- eternal thing. It's a mindset, and so many of us were taught a poor person's mindset, mm-hmm. and there's an there's an air of desperation wrapped up in a poor person's mindset. It's it's about trying to get you know everything right now. It's it's all about. This may be my last, you know, mm. and in keeping that mindset, will have you forever going to places for free. Yes, it will. It will have you forever just taking whatever you can get and never asking for any more. It will have you trapped up. It's fear based. Mm-hmm. It is fear based, and I, I just a lot of us were taught fear mm-hmm. growing up. And I get it to some degree, you know, when you come from slaves, you, you gonna teach your kids fear. They need to, because that was part of survival, right? Right. So that's what our ancestors had. A lot of them passed down was be afraid so that you can stay alive. But it is 2023, like you said, Mm -hmm. it is not 1863. (laughs) So now I don't have to live by that same fear-based element as I used to, you know, and I can say, this is what I'm worth. This is what I'm asking you for. You're going to do it or not. That's and it. I think that um, as speakers, I think, and in, in the industry, when you're not, when you have that mindset, it goes across the board. And you mm-hmm. will, you'll find that same issue in your relationships. No boundaries. This is what I want. This is what I need in a relationship. Are you going to be able to do that or not? These are the rules and regulations for how to handle me. And same thing in your friendships, same thing in your business partnerships. You will see a habit or a pattern of accepting less than you deserve because that is a mentality mm-hmm. and you will see it everywhere. OK, all, all across your whole life, your family, you will see you will always be just accepting anything that people hand you, you know. Right. And so it's something that you have to shake off. Mm-hmm. You really do. And I think. For people that are asking, like, BJ, how do I get out of it? You know, I think the first step is doing what MJ said and identifying where you learned that Mm -hmm. so that you can go and start learning something else. And accept that what you learned is incorrect, honey. Right. It's wrong. It's wrong. You can love the people that taught it to you and reject the message. Okay? Yes,
0: absolutely. (laughs) And one thing, you know, I want to add to what you just said is as you go out and start you know doing speaking engagements or if you're already doing them I want you to take time as well to to document the impact mm. to 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 write it out or That's either good. you know because that way you can if you ever do struggle with oh I just don't feel comfortable asking for this much Mm -hmm. when you can go back and you can look at something and say like okay I had this many people show up to my session Mm -hmm. I had this many people you know you know in the line after wanting to talk with me to learn more when you have those numbers and, and, and you keep that in your mind like okay no I have this, like, mm-hmm. like, evidence that what I'm doing is making an impact. Yes. Uh, that's one thing I had to start doing mm-hmm. because there, there was times I was just like, uh, you know, I don't want to ask for too much. And, mm-hmm. But I was like, no, my sessions do really well. Yes. They do really well. So make sure you have that written down somewhere so that you can remind yourself, yes. too. If you ever get to that point where you're questioning your worth and, how much you should ask for, you have it where it's like, you know what, no, I got this information right here that mm-hmm. shows me mm-hmm. what I'm capable of. Mm-hmm. It is documented. Mm-hmm. It is here.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. That is such a good idea. You know, and I think that speaker or not i think that could work in any industry you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying like when your customers if you sell cookies when you have that one customer that just loves it and is is you know saying to you how great it is and it tastes great and it's the best thing they ever taste you need to write that down record that keep that testimonial i was thinking back i have a few you know as a therapist people will sometimes give you a card at the end or send you an email and tell you how you know you changed their life or whatever you helped them and I, I saved some of those things. And I really was thinking I was just saving it for sentimental reasons. But now you've taught me a lesson here. Like, hey, this is why I'm charging what I'm charging. It's because what I'm doing works. Mm-hmm. Okay? I'm getting the job done. You know, God is using me in this area. So, yeah, I have a right to to charge. And, and I think, too, um... Just that can help because we, we do look for validation. It's mm-hmm. no sense in lying saying, I don't need no validation. You may not need it, but we, a lot of us want it, you know. It makes you feel better. And so I think you have to be careful with that and walk that fine line of, you know, the people that you have helped uh, who are saying, you know, they got this out of your, out of your workshop, or, you know, they, they took this from your panel discussion. Those people are just as important as some big name person that might say, oh, you did great at this, this, that, and the other. And it's a lot of us just looking for that validation from somebody that's way up there in celebrityville not realizing that the people that you're touching if you do a workshop with 100 people and five folks say that man you changed my life that matters absolutely that makes a difference absolutely. and so you have to keep those messages dear <laughs> for <laughs> real yes absolutely
0: if you could give cuz i know um mm. you know we're about to wrap up but if you could give one piece of advice to somebody who's either thinking about becoming a speaker mm-hmm. Or who's already a speaker, but they want to go to the next level. Like they mm-hmm. want to start uh, earning more and, mm-hmm. you know, getting to that that level. What piece of advice would you give to them?
1: Who, if it was just one piece? Okay, I'm going put two pieces in one. Okay. Um, <laughs> stop treating it like a hobby. <laughs> stop it. I am stop snapping, it. Y'all. Do snapping. it every day. Do whatever. This is not like a puzzle that you just pull out every now and again and put a few more pieces on it to clear your mind. Okay, that's not what this is, not a jigsaw puzzle. This is not yo-yoing or something that you yoga that you go to on the weekend. That's a hobby. Stop treating your passion in the thing that you were designed to do like a hobby. So work at it every day. The caveat to that is, you know, my my friend, uh, Clarissa Joy, y'all look up. She's really (laughs) good. That's a a free shout out to Clarissa. But she always would teach us that, uh, you know, if you're not charging, it's a hobby. Mm. So the, so putting that in there right with that charge for yes. what you're doing because this is not a hobby, okay? So to people who want to get into this space or who are in it and want to go to the next level, that would be my advice. Stop treating this thing like a hobby. Do it all of the time. Like it is your business because it is. And also, you are going to have to kick fear to the side. You are mm-hmm. either going to be led by fear or you're going to be led by purpose. It's one or the other. You have to make a decision. So for folks who are saying, I want to get into this space, okay, Okay, you're gonna have to face your fear and kick it down, period. Because you're gonna always be afraid. You're not gonna make a move, you know. And just remember, the first time you do something is the first time you do it. It just is what it is, right? The first time you charge five thousand dollars is the first time. It's gonna get easier by the tenth time you charge five grand, okay? Mm -hmm. Or the first time you say it's a hundred dollars. I was so nervous to do that. I still get nervous to ask people for my fee, you know, Um, but you have to face that fear, Accept the fact that you're going to be afraid sometimes, but you have got to let purpose override your fears, period. Yes,
0: Yes, I love that. Yeah. I think if I could leave folks with one thing, it would be um, going back to the document piece, but not just document like stories, but also, Get some recordings yes. of you doing your thing. Mm-hmm. Like, get videos, get mm-hmm. uh, sound bites, get, get testimonials, mm-hmm. all of it. Because the more receipts you have mm-hmm. and evidence showing, like, hey, I do this. Mm-hmm. This is this. I does this. Mm-hmm. This is what I do. Yep. Yep. <laughs> like, let me show you this this highlight real, mm-hmm. real quick because. People are more likely to be like, oh, okay, well, all right. Well, she got these receipts yes. right here. She she obviously is speaking to a packed crowd in this video. And right. over here she's talking about this. And she got a standing ovation. People mm-hmm. cannot deny when you have those receipts. Absolutely. Showing the impact yes. of what you do. Absolutely. Showing how your speeches mm-hmm. and how what you have to say is changing audiences. Right. So, get get that get the, doctrine, get the receipts get the receipts. and
1: you guys please don't wait until you had until it's perfect before you start mm, yes. i have videos I have so many videos through, throughout the history of social media. I have videos standing outside on the rooftop somewhere at my job because <laughs> I had to get out and I, wanted, I had something to say, so I wanted to record <laughs> it. And I'm out there and the wind is blowing and you can barely hear me and I posted that sucker anyway, okay? <laughs> don't wait until it's perfect. Yes. It's good enough like it is. It's never going to be perfect. So don't wait until you have everything together. You have a media manager and you got a videographer and you got a photographer and you got a makeup artist. You don't have to wait until you have all of that. Just start where you are. And in your personal life, you need, and we're going to talk about this in a future episode, but you need a tribe, okay? Especially Mm. uh, women out there, you want to be a speaker. You need people in your life who promote you and who push you and who are going to hold your feet to the fire and people who can see things that you can't see. MJ can go and look at BJ, you did this, 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 and this. Put this on your website. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh. (laughs) <laughs> I even really thought about that, you know, and so you need that in your life, I, honey, Cynthia Daniels. I love the pieces because she gonna call out my purpose, and, and she'll be like, sis, you gonna come to do, come do this? Yes. She'll send me this, she'll send me that, and she's one of the busiest people on the planet. But you need those people where you don't have to talk to them every day, but they have to be able to see and respect and believe in your gift, so that they can push it even when you you're not pushing it. Okay, yes. so that's my other advice. I yeah. love
0: that. <laughs> oh my goodness! Look, I'm ready to go to look at my speaker rates now and be like, you know what? I need Let to go up a little bit. This. Exactly. <laughs> no, I'm so serious too. This is this has been really good for me as well, and yeah. I know it's been probably good for you too. Yep. Just thinking about like, okay, yeah, let me sit down and really assess this again and just look right. at, you know, am I truly getting what I deserve? Yes. So I I hope our listeners, like there's someone out there that this has really inspired you to take a yes. look at, you know, your purpose mm-hmm. and what you bring to the table and just, you know, to evaluate earning what you are worth.
1: Yes. Absolutely. Y'all, this was a two edged sword episode right here this was (laughs) sometimes i believe god will break his belt out a little bit and you know or his little you know hair comb and tap your hands and tell you to get it together and i feel like that's what this episode really was because i've got to do we both have to do the things that we just said yes to other people and so this was accountability i believe definitely for me I, I feel him tapping me like, okay, okay, girl, get it together. Because I hear you talking, but show and prove. Yes. So, yes, I hope everybody else feels that, that same way as well. Let's go, y'all. Speakers have something to say, and we're we're designed and created with a purpose, on purpose, for this time. So don't hold back because you're holding other people back when you don't speak and do what you need to do.
0: Love it. Yes. yes. Well, we want to thank y'all for tuning in this week. Um, as always, we have a new episode every week. Make sure you follow us on our Instagram. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and especially Facebook. Um, so, yeah, we, we look forward to speaking again next week. And we, we got some some really exciting well, stuff coming up. Next topic, week is going to be real good. Hot topics, <laughs> trigger warnings. I, I, yeah, look, that's why we got that long disclaimer on our <laughs> Because we know we know, we go there, but you know what? We lean into our authenticity, and we know that um, there's lots of women out there who listen and who want to hear the truth. Yes. So we, we are happy to continue speaking the truth. That's right. All right, y'all. Stay up. All right.